0: The Die Hard Minute, where every day, Monday through Friday, Movies by Minute hosts talk about one minute of the greatest Christmas movie ever made, the 1988 John McTiernan-directed movie, Die Hard. I'm Curtis Blaze of the Better Off Dead Minute and the Clue Minute Podcast.
1: And I'm Jason Hummel of the Better Off Dead Minute Podcast and Mondo Confidential. Today we're talking about Minute 5 which starts with the McLean kids getting up and running to the phone and ends with Holly telling the maid to make up the spare bedroom just in case.
0: Just in case. So we start off at 0 to 23 seconds, basically looking at family photos behind this conversation that she's having. We get music by Michael Kamen.
1: Who also did Lethal Weapon, I believe.
0: Yeah, he did. This guy's been busy for decades.
1: Produced the Hudson Hawk theme.
0: And right there, that's all you got to say. I'd like to marry him now. (laughs) It's legal. Lethal Weapon, Last Action Hero, Criminally Underrated Soundtrack.
1: Mr. Holland's
0: Opus. He's the Band of Brothers guy. Monkey Dust. Holly is talking to the daughter, Lucy. Played by Taylor Fry. Who was seven years old when this was made. Is she the actress that went on to play Lucy in Die Hard 4?
1: Nope, it was uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead in that one.
0: We also have
1: John McLean Jr., played by Noah Land, and they are all featured
0: in photos behind Holly in different combinations. We have the two kids together, two of the girl, but none of the boy, just alone. We have the kids with Holly, and we have dad, mom, and the kids together. None of the boy. Does it surprise anyone that he grew up troubled? (laughs) So we see in seconds 23 through 36 that Holly is very cagey with Lucy's question about whether or not daddy is coming home with her.
1: And yet in uh, seconds 36 through 60, I'm catching a little bit more optimism. You know, as she says, it might be a good idea to make up the bedroom, extra bedroom, just in case.
0: Yeah. Holly is anxious to hear from John in the scene. You can see on her face that she's kind of disappointed when she finds out that he didn't call. They uh, have had a very rocky relationship. Definitely. At the end of this movie, spoiler alert, they do end up together. Yes. Because we know that in Die Hard 2, he is meeting her mm-hmm. at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> Another crappy Christmas for the McLeans. <laughs> <laughs> but then something happens. You know, maybe they didn't end up together. Now that I'm thinking about it, why would he be meeting her at the airport in 2 if they lived together? Hmm. So there's at least a year that passes. And then in 3, he still lives in New York the events of Simon Says. So maybe Paulina's crazy sitcom scheme to get them back together was not as successful as she at first had hoped it would be. What scheme? You know, the one where, secretly, Paulina was plotting for months to get Holly and John back together. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Months ago, when Holly was given the promotion and had to move to L.A., John gave her the excuse that he couldn't go with her because he had open cases that he couldn't just leave and the couple decided that he would come out to LA in a few weeks to meet back up with them. I mean, this is the uh this is the big missing scene that I love to talk about in every minute. Yeah. <laughs> at first the uh, so so here's how I think it went. I think at first probably they spoke on the phone every night like uh eh, for a couple of weeks and then it kind of came down to talking on the phone once a week and then all of a sudden a month went by and they realized that They hadn't called each other or contacted each other. And this is back in the 80s, so no text, no no little nothings, no little pictures or anything. It was just full-on call. Paying long-distance prices, by the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no constant, like, media contact. Yeah, a call really meant something back then. Or letters. Letters, too, yeah. Still a thing. Yep.
0: So a few weeks goes by. That turns into a few months. Turns into nearly a year. And now it's almost Christmas. Probably need to go back though, so this is where Paula comes in. The second year after they were married, Holly started working her way up at the Nakatomi Corporation. She became pregnant with Lucy and then John Jr. And also she didn't have time to take care of the house or cook dinner or run the kids' places, so they hired Paulina, the maid. Paulina came from the West Coast, where she recently immigrated from Mexico, and had only just learned to speak English. On the West Coast, she had recently worked for. Irene and Irving Walsh in Astoria, but they were getting older. Their kids had moved out of the house. They didn't really need a maid anymore, so when the chance came up to work for the McLean, she jumped at it. She was named Rosalina back in those days, but after she became a naturalized citizen, she changed her name to Paulina to make herself sound more American. Air quotes. Yeah, you
1: you can't see it, folks, but he was doing the uh, air quotes (laughs) sign with his hand.
0: She was excited. New city, New York, exciting new life. But uh, things didn't really go as planned. She she grew to love Holly and John, but when Holly moved out to the West Coast, kind of everybody agreed that if she wanted to, she could go with her, so she did. So back to the West Coast for Paulina. So Holly's busy at Nakatomi, working her way up the chain. So she's got the daily, you know, playing with the kids every day, feeding them every day, hustling them off to school, wiping their tears. So she had special insight into how broken-hearted the children were that the couple was no longer together. Whenever she got the chance, she'd call John and share with him stories and hints about how much his family missed him and how much everybody, including Mrs. McLean, still loves him. Just planting the seed. Even though it was obvious to everybody that these two were separating, Polina held special hope in her heart that they would get back together. That these two people that she loves would get back together. But John, you know...
1: As we know, it's just too much of a cowboy. Too much of a man's man to let the pain show.
0: Uh, my theory is that had it not been for Paulina,
1: Die Hard wouldn't have taken place. Really?
0: Yeah. John may have just walked away from the relationship completely. Had it not been for Paulina secretly feeding him hope, tr- hope, trying to get him to come back to see his kids. So when Holly told her that maybe she should make up the spare room for him, that's everything that was going through Paulina's mind with that little smile.
1: Yeah, and her face just lights up.
0: It's too bad that uh, John's such a crappy parent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how'd that, how'd that end up? What was Lucy's fate?
1: Well, after being estranged from her father and so angry that she eventually takes her uh, mother's maiden name.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. She She's like, I'll screw you, Dad.
1: Yeah, going through that rebellious phase. But like times ten.
0: Wait a minute. Refresh my memory. You saw... Oh, you didn't see four. You didn't see four or five, just three. Right. Man, that makes it so hard. <laughs> she gets, uh, raped? Does she get raped in four? No. Almost. She almost gets... Yeah, there's like a weird photo session or something. And her dad... Why does her dad know about it and why does he save her? That's weird. <laughs> but anyway, then she gets kidnapped by cyber terrorists. Oh, this franchise. <laughs> And then John Jr. hates his dad so much that he stops calling himself John and calls himself Jack.
1: And then he joins the CIA.
0: And kills people for America? Yeah. <laughs> or something? But poor Holly, we never see her again after the, uh, after the third movie. He leaves her on hold during the Simon Says events in Die Hard 3, and eh, that's it for
1: her. <laughs> Pretty cold. You know, it's kind of funny the way they do credits in this movie. A handful per scene?
0: Yeah, it's like, There was kind of a revolution in movies going on at the time where they went from just showing credits at the front of the movie to just trying to work them in so you could get the story going.
1: Yeah. And they do a really good job in this movie. Yeah, even the credits feel dramatic.
0: (laughs) There's plenty of of story to, to get your teeth into while also watching the credits. I like that. I like that in a movie.
1: You might actually, you know, retain a little bit more, like, subliminally that way, instead of just being kind of, like, zoning out if it's just a regular crawl.
0: Jason, it's been 29 years since
1: this movie came out. Wow. How old were you? I was 14. Did you see it in the theater? No, I think I uh, caught it on cable. I wish I'd seen it in the theater. It would have been epic.
0: Were you watching with friends when you saw it?
1: I think I was with the family, actually. Yeah, he had that communal energy going through us. that you get really pumped up from a great action movie, yeah.
0: You mean like when you watch Rocky and afterwards you feel like you go out and just beat anyone up? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) That's not what I took away from Rocky, but. (laughs) I did not get to see Die Hard until it came out on videotape. Because my friends are jerks. <laughs> we were going to see this movie. We were like 17. We go to my farm. We make frozen pizzas. And then we have to drive about a half hour to get to the theater. Because we live in the middle of nowhere. So we're going to the movie. And I'm driving. And we get to the theater. And we start to go in. And I'm like, you know, hey Kevin, did you shut off the oven? <laughs> and he goes, no. I, I don't remember. Seriously, you don't remember? No, I don't remember. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So I end up having to drive all the way back home, you know, as the movie is starting, to check to see if the oven's off. By the way, it was.
1: <laughs> of course it was.
0: Being the nice guy I am, I go back down, and I go in the movie late, I get there for the last 20 minutes of the stupid thing. <laughs> I poked my head in, and it's like, oh, I watched the end of it, and... It was fine, but I didn't really retain anything because I didn't, you know, have anything invested in it. So the first real time I saw it was on videotape by myself, sadly. (laughs) But watching this movie, there was the definite feeling that this was an instant classic. It wasn't just a stupid kick-me-in-the-head movie. Like something by... Van Damme? Yeah, I was going to say Van Damme. (laughs) (laughs) Well, kick-me-in-the-head, you know. Yeah. It's pretty much what he did. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) You got any notes for minute five, Jason? Got anything else you wanted to uh, bring to the table before we call it a week? Got a week. Wow.
1: Tempest fugit. No. Yes, it does. I think we covered it.
0: All righty. Well, uh, yeah, one last time, Jason. Where can people get a hold of you at?
1: They can find me on Twitter at Jason Hummel nine, or under Jason Hummel at Facebook. What about you, Curtis?
0: Oh, I'm just at all the usual places. I'm on Facebook. Uh, you can find me at thesacnews.com. I'm all over the Movies by Minute thing. Just find me, click on my name, whatever. I do want to say, though, I, I want to give a special shout-out right now to the the to the to creators. Pete the Retailer and Alex Robinson. If it weren't for these guys, we wouldn't be doing Movies by Minutes. They invented the format. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: They show us the way. They show in the light.
0: It was such an honor to meet them a few weeks ago at Chicago. They are as nice in person as they seem to be in the podcast.
1: Everybody was, man. Yeah, Yeah. really.
0: What a great time.
1: Yeah. It was a blast.
0: What a great community. Yeah. Well, hey, guys. Don't forget to follow the Die Hard Minute on Twitter. That's at Die Hard Minute. They've also got the podcast listeners limo on Facebook,
1: and they're at DieHardMinute.com. If you'd like to catch up on other Movies by Minutes podcasts, visit moviesbyminutes.com for more information. Join Nathan and Jacob for Minute 6 when we hear Argyle say, Nice bear! Until then, I'm Jason Hummel. And I'm Curtis Blaze. Merry Christmas from Nakatomi Plaza!
0: Tell me you got that! I got it, I got it! hate your heart on Channel 5.